thinking straight? I'm not. Oh Christ, I'm trying to get organized. Here we go. Uh, welcome to the, uh, welcome um, to In the Back of My Head podcast. Episode 39. Um, you know, a little creative journal that I record every week and I talk about what I'm up to creatively, what's in the back of my head, hence the title. Um... Uh, I don't know what I don't know where I'm gonna go today. I am in the I'm still in the process of setting up uh, this apartment because I've just moved. We've just moved. Me and my partner. We've just moved, and um, that sucks. <laughs> I mean, moving into a new place is exciting, and I'm very excited to be here. Uh, but the process of moving is fucking shite, as we all fucking know. Um, and I'm also hungover as, uh, as uh, hungover as fuck. Um, I think because of that, because I uh, yesterday I was like, I was hanging out with people, and I thought to myself, getting drunk sounds pretty good right now as a good mental reset after moving. Um, but a couple too many shies. I was on Pinagree. A couple too many Pinagrees. Anyway, before I get started, uh, I wanted to. Um, Acknowledge the uh, the lands that I am very fortunate, extremely fortunate, um, to to work and to just live, exist on the lands I exist on. Um, I like to acknowledge the lands I exist on, the um, lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, um, the custodians of the land. Um, always have been, always will be the true custodians of the land. Um, sovereignty was never ceded. These lands were stolen, um, and uh, Australia is the only uh, country in the Commonwealth, and fuck the Commonwealth, <laughs> that hasn't signed a goddamn treaty uh, with its First Nations people, and really hasn't done fucking jack shit um, to recognise the independence and the uh, the rights of the of, of uh, the First Nations people that um, are the custodians of this land. So pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. Um, yeah, hopefully there's um, good things on the horizon for everyone. Um, yeah, just moved apartment. And um, I don't know, as everyone knows, it sucks, right? <laughs> um, torn between the two, the, between different ways of doing it. I am a big fan of the... Um, of the big hustle, of the, the one, getting it done in one day. Um, that's been my approach in the past, but that's usually involving, um, that usually involves movers. Um, that usually involves hiring people and spending a fucking buttload of money on getting people to move all your shit for you. Uh, and then you just sit back and go, hell yeah, hell yeah, dog. I mean, I paid these people, I'm gonna let them do the thing, and it gets done. Um, not the case this time. This case, in this case, we uh, did it ourselves, and Christ or fucking mighty, was it a goddamn slog? Um, fun, fun. I enjoy moving the trolley around. I enjoy that quite a bit. Um, there is a sense of it's nice, simple tasks 
there is a bunch of boxes and furniture. You need to get them into this thing, into the car, and then out of the car. And um, here's a trolley. Get this. Get get it done. Um, and I really like the clarity of that. I really like the clarity of those tasks. Um, but my, but my, but I'm wrecked, and my hands are wrecked. That's the thing that really fucked me up. Is uh, my hands are calloused and sore, and my, the joints, my knuckles, uh, aren't operating at, at anywhere close to peak efficiency. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about. I think I have some things to talk about, but I haven't really read my uh, notes yet of what, I, what what I've written down over the week. There's been very little because it's comp- I've been completely consumed by yeah by moving and all this kind of shit. Um, it's particularly weird. Uh, there, there is that. I think it really makes me appreciate. It really makes me appreciate the space, the creative space. Um, and I, by the by that I mean a room. Hopefully, everyone uh, listening. Though I I. It's a it's a privilege. It's a yeah. It's a fortunate position to have a room for creativity to a studio whatever i mean this is just you know this is a bedroom that's now full of desks and uh stuff um to have a space to actually have a space is um paramount to to actually kind of pursuing uh your own creativity um i do enjoy kind of creating in the chaos you know like uh writing in a for example like a busy bar or cafe or something like that or I don't know, or what have you, but but sitting uh, in your room that you have designated this the creative room, this is the place that I do the thing is is um, is very liberating and um, is a good. It sets your brain up. I think it, it your brain knows. Oh, when I'm in this room, uh, that's when I do this thing. You know, and um, when it's all torn apart, when you're moving, when it's all torn apart. Um, you just feel absolutely lost, as you do with just moving in general, right? Because your um, life, your home is gone. <laughs> you don't, you, yeah, I was going to say, your home was, that's, that's so stupid. Um, <laughs> and, um, uh, oh, fuck, I've lost the word, doesn't really matter. Um, but your home is torn apart. Your sanctuary is torn apart. Your safety is torn apart. Uh, and I think especially true when it, for the creativity. And uh, when I set up my desk and uh, and I turned my computer on and it came to life and internet was flowing into it, it's uh, it's so funny like, how much of a sense of relief that brought about. Um, it feels like uh, I guess my tether to the real world as well. My tether to well, my tether to. Yeah, creativity to the things that I'm working on, uh, and that's, it's, I'm sure I've talked about this before, but like, it's easy to, it's easy to uh, not take it too seriously, like the fact that we are, or like, oh my god, sorry, my words have really escaped me today. Um, it's easy to not take it, not take seriously the uh, importance of these devices that we are using, um, because it's it's a very classic thing of basically like, ah, oh, the kids are always on their fucking phones. Um, that even people I know um, fucking say that kind of shit. Not that kind of shit, but like along those lines. Basically, kids these days is the frame, um, and uh, completely ignoring the 
the serious importance of these devices, the, the serious um, mental... Uh, I, well, maybe they are acknowledging it, but I, I, I don't think it's as bad as they think it is. <laughs> they, are, they are acknowledging that perhaps people can't survive without their, without their phone. Um, and they think that's insane, which I guess is to a degree. Um, but these, these things represent so much more to us. Um, I, I've thought that before about like, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of a cliche of, um, back in the day, say a writer, uh, has their manuscript, has thousands of pages, maybe hundreds of pages at least, um, sitting there on the desk, um, and like, be very careful of my manuscript because this is my legacy, this is my life's work. Um, it, it takes a long time to write a book. <laughs> it takes a long time to write a play or what have you. Whatever you're doing, there is a stack of paper uh, with all of your work on it. Um, and you are unlikely to be able to get, to have a, a copy of such a thing at that stage. Um, I'm talking like, let's say, a let's, let's set this a hundred years ago. Yeah. Um, or perhaps even further back. And then imagine if, yeah, it get, water gets spilled on it or it gets somehow gets lost in a house fire, what have you. Um, it kills you. It would kill you. And uh, I have that feeling with it when it comes to computers um, that though this is a... Yeah, if I was to write such a thing, if I was to write, if I, if I as I create, as I create everything, uh, it is also uploaded to the cloud. So I guess I have, I've got, and I've got backups. I've got uh, drives sitting on my desk right now. They should be elsewhere from my desk. Um, but I have backups on my drives. I have backups on the cloud. But um, the feeling of losing a computer uh, for me is so, so visceral. <laughs> Um, and it's a weird feeling of like, I don't want this to be as such an important thing to me. Like, I, I, I like that's my first thought. I was like, oh, I'm so stupid for this affecting me so much. Um, the, yeah, the loss of a computer completely debilitates me. Um, but then if I actually think about it for a second, I'm like, no, 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 this is, but this is my life. My life is within this machine. Um, which obviously, no, I, I go on, I breathe, I live, I, I, I survive regardless of the machine. Um, but it's, it, but it, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it, it's very cynical, it's a very cynical um, or nihilistic way of looking at things basically. Well, you know, life goes on, you're, you know, this is all meaningless. Making this is meaningless. Making anything I make on the computer is meaningless. But humans create an immense, uh, apply an immense um, sense of worth to these things. So the loss of a computer is, it's insane. It is insane, but it's so real. It is so real to the person. Um, and yeah, I've lost a couple. And I remember um, one particular time I spilt water on my laptop. I think it's the laptop I've still fucking got. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's still the laptop that I've got now. I spilt water on it. Um, not a lot, but enough to freak the fuck out. And I immediately flipped it upside down, turned it off, and lay it down. And I walked out in shock. Literally, like, I realized later, I was literally in shock. Like, I, 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 I just emotionally could not handle the loss of this thing. 
Um, and it was because at the time that was when I was doing cartoons, so that was like uh, two to four, maybe six hours of every single day I was sitting there making cartoons and, and stuff like that. I was making content, which I know there's there's so many other like uh, things I could kind of go into there. Like, was how much of my self worth, how much of my personality, how much of my sense of self is tied to making things, and is that actually healthy? Um, and I think that's sort of a secondary argument, like it's sort of a secondary thing. It, it, there is definitely, you sh mm, sort of shouldn't be that tied to it, maybe. But then at the same time, if you take it, you want to take it that fucking seriously. You want to take it that seriously. Um, it's yeah, it is your it is your world. And then so to the thought of losing it all of a sudden is truly terrifying. And actually. God, this person that I'm about to speak speak about uh, frustrated the fuck out of me. Like, I really did not enjoy their presence in my life at all. But they did this one very, very nice thing. Um, someone I worked with, I told them the next day, they asked me how I was, and I said, look, I'm actually pretty fucking rough because uh, I, I spilled water on my computer last night and I've lost my computer. And they knew that I did cartoons and stuff like that. They saw me posting every single day, every single day, these things that I was making, and they said, oh, fuck, wait, you can't you can't be without a computer. Hang on. Tomorrow, I'm bringing you a computer, because um, they had a spare laptop, and they brought me a spare laptop that they just had lying around their apartment and said, hold on to that as long as you need until you get your laptop sorted. And I was blown away by that generosity. And But, but also now, in retrospect, blown away um, by their recognition of the importance of that machine um, whereas I maybe at the time was kind of thinking this is so stupid for me to give this one like this you know I, again I'm breathing I'm living I'm going on uh, but they saw no no that's a very that's a very serious thing that just happened is you lost this thing um, and you need it to, to do the most important thing to you um, so yeah and then there yeah, moving um, there's a few things that have happened uh, while while sitting in this apartment that made me feel uh, that I felt the tension ebb away. One is cooking. One is cooking a, a meal in the apartment. That sm the smell of your own cooking um, is a great way of actually like okay <laughs> seasoning the apartment, seasoning your home, seasoning yeah making this feel like home. And the second thing. Uh, and I would argue maybe more importantly for me was turning on my computer and seeing it all just work. The speakers were working, screen was working, internet was working. There's this great sense of relief of like, oh, oh, thank God. My tether to my own creativity, my, my world, my work, everything is in this thing. And uh, thank God that it's working, which I did. I had no ex expectation that it wasn't going to work, but it's sitting there dormant. And I could, yeah, it's a really weird thing. It's, it's interesting, like, because this this PC that's sitting down at my at my feet is uh, is is lit up, um, and it's always lit up when it's when it's asleep. When it, even, I think I think even when it's off, if there's still power, like, there's lights in the in the back of it, little LEDs, um, and to see it just actually dormant, to see, to see it they're just dark, is actually really kind of unnerving. <laughs> I know this is so dramatic and wank, but like, I'm sure everyone listening knows the feeling that I'm talking about. It could be, it doesn't have to be a computer, it could be fucking anything. Um, if you're a guitarist, 
um, and you lose your favorite guitar. Um, I've spoken to my dad about that. He's had he's he's got oh, real sad. He has a an acoustic guitar, a Yamaki. Um, acoustic guitar, cheap piece of shit, realistically cheap piece of shit, but became a bit of a cult classic at the time. This is, um, I think they kind of were making them in like the 60s and 70s, and, and I think he got his in the 70s or something like that. Um, maybe a little bit, I don't know. Uh, let's say he got his in the 70s, and um, it was a very cheap, it was a knockoff of, uh, I think, Fender acoustics at the time, but something about them something about them they were cheaply made but they were they were great for some reason they were great there was just something uh in the process in their factory process was just knocking out classics uh and so there was a bit of a there was a bit of a cult around these guitars and like yeah trying to hunt uh well not hunt them down because again they were cheap so there was probably many of them but um yeah People were people were sought. Uh, they were highly sought after, uh, especially later in the day. People knew kind of the value of them, even though they were when they were first brought out, very cheap. Um, and he had this guitar. He had this guitar for I want to say like 40 years, maybe plus. Um, his basically, it doesn't really matter how long it was. His entire creative life, he had this guitar, and he still has the guitar. But um, it's been through a house fire. <laughs> I think he's been. It's been through two house fires. No, it went through one house fire and survived underneath the um, underneath the couch in its case. Somehow survived. I think a little bit. Uh, I think it was out out of tune. The neck was warped, but they fixed. They they sorted it out. They uh, fixed it. Um, and then uh, over the years, you know, the the sound hole is all fucked up, and the frets are worn. And the the in between the frets is all worn away. The neck is like kind of worn down. And, um, but then recently, actually maybe, like, maybe a few years ago, it dropped and, uh, and the, uh, the, the headstock came off, um, and, uh, was bolted back together by my dad. And then he took it to see an actual specialist, like a, a guitar, um, repair person. And they were like, what the fuck have you done <laughs> bolting this fucking piece of shit together? Mate, you've so cooked it. Um, he's like, yeah, it's working. And then, even more recently, it fell once again off its stand, and the neck snapped off. And uh, and it, this time, the, the the repair person was like, "Nah, this this is beyond this is beyond saving." It's um, I don't know I don't know why I don't know why. But anyway, it's sitting there now. There's a there's there's that Yamaki that I've seen for my it has it has existed way longer than I've been alive, um, but it it has always existed. Um, and my dad's place, wherever he has been living, wherever I was living when I was living with him, you know, there is that being that Yamaki. And now it is sitting there um, without any um, machine heads, so there's it, there's no strings on it. Um, it just looks, again, dormant, um, almost like a uh, almost like a, a great <laughs> to be really wank, almost like a titan that has just like. Like a dinosaur bones, you know. If you found like a perfect skeleton of an old dinosaur uh, out in the out in the world, and think, my God, there's this ancient thing that lived and breathed, um, and now is just this uh, totem, this um, yeah monument to its to its existence that is sort of. <sighs> 
Oh gosh, I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah, but dormant, dormant. A strange, a strange sight. Um, and definitely, I am a sentimental motherfucker <laughs> for going on about this shit. Um, but it's uh, it's a strange feeling. These things that we create with, um, and how absolutely integral, uh, obviously to the process they are, and so such importance is placed upon them by us. Um, and I don't think that's misplaced. I actually don't think that's misplaced. I think that's actually kind of my that's kind of my point around all of this long-winded fucking ramble, is that um, yeah, I don't think it's misplaced. And a guitar, or I mean, man, man, you know, thinking about like uh, Stradivarius violins. Think about you know, like worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe millions of dollars, millions of dollars. I'm sure. Man, let me. I want to actually look. At strat, how much is like a Stradivarius? Stradivarius um, violin. Let's have a little look here. Um, oh, my mouse just died. All right. Well, <laughs> that's that. Um, let me get this thing. These. Uh, yeah. I, I. I. Obviously, part of me says. It's silly to place this much importance in a computer. Um, but it is the tool. It is the tool of which the, the, that I create with. Um, just as that Yamaki is the tool that my dad created with. Um, and we must, yeah. I think it's. I think it's actually beautiful to apply. To, to give that importance, to give that romance to these items, to these tools. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's uh, that's that that's that train of thought. I've really lost. I've really fucking um, really fucking lost it. Look, you know what? Given my state and given that I'm still in the process of moving, maybe I will end it there. Nice little short one today. Um, I'm gonna try and shake this uh, format up a little bit. Uh, I've got a lapel mic coming, and I'm gonna do some um, do some more video uh, podcast, which shouldn't really change anything, uh, especially if it does. If you yeah, for you listening on Spotify, will just be the same. But um, yeah, it should be interesting. I'm, I'm intrigued to see how that changes my presentation, how that changes my thought process. Like, um, I think sitting here with headphones on and a microphone and hearing my voice really loud in my headphones um, brings out a certain uh, performance and brings out a certain um, way of thinking. And then I was watching some other videos on YouTube about, uh, oh, no, not about anything, doesn't really matter what it's about. I was watching videos on YouTube um, by uh, Noah Sampson, and uh, no, Samson. I think so. And um, the yeah, he, he's just doing chores. He's just doing chores while he talks. And I found it really fascinating just the uh, the way his brain was moving through that process. Uh, and I thought oh, I actually I really like talking while I'm doing things. Um, so I don't know. I'm not going to do chores, but I'm going to just I, I, I like being able to flourish. <laughs> Use my hands to talk, you know? Tell a story um, with your phalanges, what have you. Um, this is a silly little format. Silly little format of just rambling into a microphone. Um, 
but I really see a value in it. And I, I want to explore the simplicity of that format um, and treat it, again, give it credit, give, give it um, importance. Whereas I obviously, I've been very self-deprecating to myself and I'm very deprecating of this podcast saying that this is stupid, this is pointless. Um, but people have told me that they like it. Um, and I really enjoy doing this. I really enjoy just talking like this, just seeing where my fucking mind goes. Um, and so I think give it some importance, not to be a high and mighty, not, not in that sense, but you know, that this format has value. (laughs) All right. Suck it. That's the podcast in the back of my head podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. Fucking catch you, mate. Bye.